Hello and welcome everyone. Welcome back to the Totally Radical Cartoon Podcast, the show that really takes a deep dive into the world of 80s cartoons. We take a look at a different episode of a different 80s cartoon every week. And once again, man, we're coming to you live here. We are the world's most fearsome podcast team. My name is Randy. I am your host and being the podcast, um, doing all of our technical side, I lead and I do machines. And with me as always, um, going to have to give him a break here. He is cool but crude, but he is definitely the party dude of the two of us. My ninja, Phil. How you doing today, my brother? What up, my ninja bro? <laughs> <laughs> and if you couldn't tell from the introduction there, we are de- we are going to take a dive into an episode of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Hell to the yes. Oh, man. And today we are going to take a look at an episode that really kind of sets the stage for one of the biggest villains in the series, one of the most recurring villains. Uh, we're looking at the episode Enter the Fly from the second season of Ninja Turtles. And this is actually the episode where Baxter Stockman becomes the freaky fly monster that he becomes yeah i wonder how he smells <laughs> Ooh, buddy that's a <laughs> an interesting question there i like <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah so we actually open up our episode and the turtles are on the uh basically it's the bottom part of the turtle blimp the, kind of that part that separates off and kind of be its own flying machine which I do believe we actually see in the um, in the intro. I believe oh, yeah. at some point it is flying around there. And this, so this actually threw me for a loop for a second because we're because Baxter Stockman is working on a machine and he's with the Shredder and they're on top of the World Trade Center. Oh man, that kind of hit me. I'm like, oh, oh man. <laughs> and I was like, oh right, this is the late '80s. This is still around. Yeah. Obviously, we're recording this in 2019, and so it's been what almost almost 18 years since you know 9/11 happened and the World Trade oh, Center, yeah. the towers were destroyed. Yeah, and it's it, it like going back and like hearing that and seeing it is like oh man, it's just it reminds you of how long it's been and really how long they've been around, and it's just you know not for nothing, but you know shout out to the first responders and whatnot. And, um, man, it just, it, it really kind of hit you for a second when you heard it. Right. So it, it was, uh, it, it really took me back. Dude. And it kind of took me for a second. Cause obviously they're, they're working on a machine, but they see the turtle. So they run pretty quickly, but they have something <laughs> and we'll learn more what this device is later, but, and how it was that the two towers themselves were going to have an effect on this. I was like, wow, that's just insane for, you know, an evil plan. Yeah. Yeah, but, we're going to get to that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, back then, like, we wouldn't have even, you know, second-guessed something happening at, you know, the, the Twin Towers or the Statue of Liberty. Not like it is today. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, I mean, the bad guys get away and, you know, the turtles are bombed, but Mikey has a lovely idea. He decides, well... Time for some pizza. <laughs> exactly. Dude, he pulls that thing. Right? Dude, he pulls that thing out of the microwave and he slings it around. Leo just. Yeah, like... 
Like, I just wonder, like, that just makes me think about Michelangelo. Like, what is he really on? Because he pulled that thing out of the microwave piping hot and just tosses it in the air. Right? I don't know if that's a ninja training or Mike's uh, habits. (laughs) (laughs) We'll get into that at the end end of this episode, too, by the way. He's like, um, I'm wondering if maybe he's growing some shrooms down in the sewer or something. Is there something wrong? Maybe he just maybe he burned his fingertips too bad with them roaches he'd be smoking all the time. Kind of <laughs> numbed him a bit. Yeah, no, if anybody's a stoner out of those turtles, it's Mikey. Straight up. I'm gonna say it's definitely Mikey and Donatello. You just <laughs> wouldn't expect it out of Donatello, but he's he's the he's the smart kind of high. <laughs> oh, so too many ideas, guys. Yeah, yeah we bet. They hang out with Mikey again, <laughs> but they work. Oh yeah, dude. And uh, speaking of flies, as we'll see a bit of a theme here, we go to Shredder and Baxter Stockman, and they're on literally on a garbage boat in the river. <laughs> there are flies everywhere, dude. Because for some reason, they they had to be on this garbage boat in the middle of uh, the river, so that that was their escape plan. Let's jump on the boat. Because it is very much because Krang hates the Shredder. Because why else would they have to be on a garbage scow for the trans-dimensional cross-section to happen? Or whatever the heck they called it. I think he's doing this toy with me or something crap like that. And Krang kind of confirms it when he calls him. Yeah, Shredder, how's it in? May I just point out that when... The Shredder answered his communicator. He went, Shredder here, in just one of the most finest customer service voices. Exactly. Hello, Shredder here. Because you and I have both worked call center jobs in Dude, our life. That was straight up Shredder quality customer service. Like, that was the, <laughs> you know he's mad. He does not like the customer on the other line. Yeah, he was that like, was... oh, God, he's calling right now. Shit. Hello, oh, Shredder yes. here. <laughs> uh, but yes, um, Shredder is in need of some help for his diabolical plans. Because unfortunately, Baxter's brain just ain't working. And Baxter is kind of a scatterbrain. Yeah, we learned that. By the way, the shade that Krang threw at Shredder immediately answering the call. It's <laughs> fantastic. Oh, dude, that is like the entire series with those two, man. They just throw they throw serious shade <laughs> back like and forth horrible, at each other, man. Yeah, it's like a horrible married couple. Dude, it really is. So the Shredder decides that he, he wants Bebop and Rocksteady. They're in Dimension X on the Terradrome. Or, wow, not the Terradrome, the Technodrome. <laughs> <laughs> that would actually kind of been kind of cooler if they called it that. Well, the Terradrome is a G.I. Joe thing. That's one of the Cobra bases. Yeah. But, and we'll get to that show def- eventually oh, very yeah. soon here. Um, but yes, he wants uh, Bebop and Rocksteady back. But Crank's like, well, you can't exactly do that because I can send them, but there's going to be an interne- interdimensional energy balance that's not going to, it's going to be off right. Shredder's yeah. like, uh, uh, no problem. Yoink. Yeah, he's like, I- <laughs> Sure, it's like, I got you, fam. He just throws Baxter straight up there. <laughs> and a few of those flies uh, kind of go with him, too, and we'll get there. Oh, yeah. 
So Bebop and Rocksteady are, you know, they're back here. They get thrown in the garbage. Oh, they were and... having it's boys. You know, the whole thing. Yeah, they're idiots. So <laughs> yeah. as uh, Shredder's kind of laying out his plan here. Oh, it Rocksteady he makes a very interesting comment. I believe he makes a racist comment. <laughs> Bro, did you catch what he when he called the turtles um shellbacks? Yes. Bro, that... I, that's why I'm laughing. Yo, you like because I go back and watch that and as a kid I'm like, oh, okay, he's making fun of them for being turtles. And now I'm like, oh it comes off so <laughs> racist. <laughs> Man, dude, like seriously. All right, and so he's laying out a plan, and he's gonna draw the turtles out because he has to get them into the eventual results of the machine. And well, he's going after April, dude. He's like, oh yeah, I'm gonna go after their weakness. And let me tell you, this episode shows you how savage the Shredder really is. Number one, he exchanges Baxter Stockman without a second thought to Krang. He knows how Krang is and what he'll do. And we'll get to that in a second. But number two, what he does to April to lure the turtles. Oh, and we will definitely get into that. And as Shredder says his diabolical plan of going after the turtles' weakness... We cut to black, and at this point, that's the commercial break. And folks, we're going to take a commercial break ourselves here, and uh, we'll be back in just a moment. See you soon. Get out of the way, bad dudes! It's the Turtles Party Wagon. The wacky attack van means good times for the green guys and hard knocks for the foot, especially with the tenderizer. Yeah, and it's a big hit everywhere we go. And look. Here comes the turtle cycle with its working handlebar slingshot and armored sidecar. It'll drive Shredder crazy. Yeah, let's step on it. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Vehicles and figures each sold separately from Playmates. Hey, everyone, and we are back with the episode here. And as we come back, we see April O'Neil is in her office working at the news station. She's just chilling with her her friend Irma. And, well... Okay. Side, Side note. Not for nothing. I had the hugest crush on April O'Neil, but I totally forgot about Irma. Irma was pretty cute too. She was like that nerdy cute. Yeah, and where you knew she was kind of a closet freak because she kept asking about the turtles. She went to try some of that. <laughs> <laughs> but it Dude, never happened. Like after that guy, they just really like super nerdy looking guy came in, gave oh, the flowers. Poor dude. <laughs> yeah, no. Irma was like, dude, I straight up need a man. I don't even care if he's a turtle. Irma was hungry for that wolf. (laughs) (laughs) So the guy gives her the flowers and he goes outside where he's confronted by the shredder. Immediately. Did you just make a delivery to April (laughs) O'Neil? Excellent. You've done your job. Your job has been done. And he just. He basically like craps his pants and passes out. Yeah, <laughs> yes, and oh my god, I just love the shredder because, dude, because as a kid you don't know these things, but as an adult you you know 
the man playing the Shredder is James Avery. Yes. It's Uncle first Phil. First first, rest in peace, Uncle Phil. <laughs> Mad respect. Mad respects to Uncle Phil. Yes. Yes, man. It's like, wait a minute. Why, why is Uncle Phil playing a Japanese man? Like, hold on. Why is Uncle Phil yelling at that poor kid? <laughs> <laughs> no, that's not Jazzy Jeff. You're not about to throw him out of the house. <clears throat> Yo, every time he threw Jazzy Jeff out, it was I laughed so hard. Uh, so at this point, April has uh, smelled the flowers, and she notes they are there is a bit of a peculiar smell to them. I was like, oh, it's an interesting scent. But she thinks one of the turtles gave her the flowers, and she's like, all right, you know what? Not interested. I'm going to go down to the sewer. Oh, my I'm gonna God. Let them down yeah, she was, she was going to immediately, immediately friend zone all four turtles. Simultaneously. And let me tell you, scientifically... I am sorry for this information that is not needed, but turtle dicks are as long as their necks. <laughs> uh, yes. She's um, turning down that big old turtle dick. I'm sorry, dude. Like, ain't no human gonna give you some hero in the half shell like that. Oh, what was it, dude? Sorry. Was the... <laughs> oh, what was it? The animation domination? Uh, scientifically accurate. That's what it was. Oh, uh, uh, yeah, that's have... what it was. And there was one I where they watched... did the turtles. <laughs> And that kind of, like, destroyed my childhood, but my horrible sense of humor kind of enjoyed it. Yes, because actual turtles like, in the oh, stories like that ow. would just be super gross. There really would be. Like, they're mutated, and they're as big as humans. Just imagine. So, yeah, she goes down to the sewer, and Splinter immediately recognizes. She's like, he's like, oh, crap. Get this thing out of here. He's like, a gazai plant? He, like, grabbed it and, like, slammed it in the trash. Right. Did you smell this? Oh, yeah, hold on. No. Let me do the let me do the uh, <laughs> the movie turtle voice. It gets eye plant. No, did you smell this? <laughs> yes, and, and no, she's actually, like, it's like, uh, yeah. And like, shit, as soon as she so. says it, she's like, she's out. like, ah, uh, shit. <laughs> which, which, no, the plant that she smelled was not the gazai. It was the, the it was the doku. Oh, that's so. I'm sorry, I got to mix up the doku plant. And the gazai was the antidote. Okay, right. I got to mix it up. Yeah, but, but he immediately knew what that was. That was from the that was from the old country. Uh huh. But dude, like as you said, dude, man, this is kind of dark, man. The stuff that the shredder is willing to do, dude. The Doku, like it will. If you smell it, it will kill you. And Shredder, knowing this, had it delivered to April O'Neil. Mm hmm. Yeah. So he's like straight up was going to murder her to get to the turtles. Dude, right? Like 80s cartoon villains, man, they were not messing around. I'm like, luckily, Master Splinter is also from, you know, those times. So he knows what's up. So thank goodness for him. Right. And and of course, we'll get to that more also. Um, So, you know, we see the turtles there. You know, so at this point, April's unconscious, and we go to the tech, the the technodrome. Wow, I am going to keep messing those two up, aren't I? <laughs> that's, that's cool. I know the nothing. Te- the technodrome, which well, this drooly, snorty, freaking brain with no nose, right? And Baxter's it's basically. Oh, go ahead. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Baxter's being dragged away by the these rock security guard things. I forget what they are, but they're like 
they're pretty like, much all they're mutants. kind of like like lava rock monsters or something. They're it's, it's something weird. But mm-hmm. he's like he's pleading his case. He's like, I'm a scientist. I can help you. He's like, but I'm also a scientist. What do I need with a sniveling human? Right. And they're taking him to what is it called? The disintegrator. They're straight up going to murder him. Great death. They they are they going, straight murder him. They were going to Marvel Thanos snap him in the dust. Dude, like <laughs> we're like barely like I don't even think we're halfway through this episode, and like we've already gotten multiple just attempted multiple murders. homicides. <laughs> They were going to straight up murder April and Baxter Stockman. It's like, Dude. you know what? We're done with you both. I mean, this is the 1980s cartoon. So, you know, if the police were actually able to do their jobs, do you know how many charges would be racked up in this episode? Yeah. <laughs> like, insane. Um, but yeah, dude, they straight up We've throw him in this. We've got multiple homicides on an interdimensional level here. Right. But no, they throw him into this <laughs> chamber. They're going to just disintegrate him into dust. And somehow one of those flies from the garbage heap gets in. And and that's the only thing that saves him. They show you his full skeletal like outline because he's about to be disintegrated. He is and the fly zapped. comes in. Like He's yes. straight up zapped by that thing. The fly gets in there and somehow the two beings there just... Because science, yeah, they merge. <laughs> yeah, so Baxter <laughs> and they Stockman and basically splice and become one. Yep, and so now Baxter Stockman is the fly guy that we all know him as, and he just straight up like grabs some guns out of a cabinet and just like shooting the guards. Mm. He shoots Krang. Let me tell you how trigger happy this dude was. Like as soon as he turned into the fly, he was just all like. He was all smoke. He wanted he wanted smoke with everyone. He didn't care. Oh, absolutely, man. <laughs> so he's out. He gets through the portal back to you know our dimension on Earth, and he's looking for some revenge. Oh yeah. Can I mention, by the way, how he immediately knew the coordinates back to Earth mm-hmm. on I the mean, Technodrome? Like yeah. immediately, he was like, "You know what? Screw this. I'm smart." Let's, let's do it. I mean, it probably wasn't that far off. I mean, because, you know, they had just recently communicated with Shredder. And Krang probably had to keep open lines of communication for whatever the plan was. Yeah, that's true. But, you know, but, so at this point, we do see in the sewer, April's lying on the bed. She's dying. You know, Splinter's giving her a towel and pretty much, you know, whatever he can do to keep her alive and yes so the turtles come in they're bummed they couldn't find anybody but now they realize april's not doing well and yes they are sent off on their mission to find the gazai plant (laughs) which by the way why did they have to go into full like botanist suits to do so right (laughs) and then and that was the perfect disguise for the human to be like, oh, hey, a customer. Right? <laughs> uh, and it just gets crazier from here. So they, and as they're as they're running out, oh, I forget who yells it, but they go, well, let's haul Shell. Oh, that was, I think, I want to say that was either Michelangelo or Raphael. Because 
I remember Donatello going to say, well, say goodbye, but you're a gazai. <laughs> He's like, that is the last remaining gazai in the Eastern Hemisphere. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which was funny because he didn't see the green skin, nothing. He just saw customers. Yeah, pretty much. But before we get there, we do... Um, Baxter does find the turtles and they are running immediately, through the by the way, in their botanist outfits. I spotted them. Oh no, we haven't like, even what? got to the botanist outfits. They're just like walking through the streets themselves. Oh yeah, that first part. Yeah, okay. Yeah. We, I, sorry. I no worries, man. So yeah, they actually like run through a thing and Leo has this pretty good idea. He flings his sword up and he cuts a clothesline that's like hanging tang- between two buildings. Yeah, it tangles them right up. Yeah, and so they which was up, a great idea. So they end up having to fall back into the sewer, actually, and kind of go underground. Yeah, and because Baxter's he's like, super trigger happy. Yeah, so, and he's like, ah, whatever. I'll just go find the shredder. And at this point, they decide to go get the turtle blimp. Oh, yeah. The full turtle blimp. My feet are killing me anyway from the stoner. (laughs) Yeah. The turtle blimp, which literally has the turtle's logo on the side of it. TMNT. It looks like a giant blimpy shell. And it says turtles. And they just park this thing, like, in the middle of the park. Way to practice that stealth. Right? Uh (laughs) Obviously, they have not got to the point of uh, the movies where they go, Ninja, vanish! Ninja, vanish! <laughs> so, yes. And once oh they get God. off of the blimp, yeah, they're in the uh, gardening suits. They're in coveralls and fancy hats. Dude, I feel like this is like a really bad Hitman game. Just <laughs> from mean, the disguises, right? I mean, it's the eighties, dude. Disguises are, yeah. I mean, of course, I remember from the live-action Ninja Turtles movie. Oh, dude, know, just the trench coats and the, the the hats. Which I think that was actually a disguise in like one of the earliest cartoons too. Like, yeah, just it was coats. actually. That's 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 all they wore. Crumpet, you gotta know how to like whatever he said. <laughs> Uh, like not for nothing i love Raphael, dude i i love him and so shredder and bebop and rock city are looking for baxter stockman they're back on the roof of a building and well he finds them and shredder man for his credit though he plays baxter like a fiddle dude he Pulse oh, he crazy does. reverse oh, no, psychology. It's the turtles. They did this. They did that. They did everything. Really? Yeah. We're friends. <laughs> and that just shows you how much more scatterbrained either he is or became after merging with the fly. Right. Because Baxter remembered everything. He's like, you did this. I must have revenge on my enemies. He's like, no, I didn't. Oh, maybe you didn't. Yeah, no. <laughs> Perfect. <And> yes. <laughs> so, he took full advantage of that. Right. No, the Shredder, is, he is one sneaky SOB, dude. He is. Like, dude. Like, if he had th- some things go his way, he could have easily won a number of times. 
Oh yeah. Bano. He, he's just he's, bullet. He's surrounded by idiots. Completely. That idiots. too. Because there was a there was a time going to where even at the end that they couldn't beat the shredder. So mm-hmm. as many times as they've basically toppled him, it's been because of his lackeys. Mm-hmm. And yes, and at this point, yes, we get to the greenhouse where somehow <laughs> this random guy in the middle of New York has I don't a gazai. Think he, gave crap. he literally had the only one of these plants in the entire Western Hemisphere. Oh well, lucky you! <laughs> this is the last one left in the Eastern Hemisphere. Why? And then, like. Like Donatello slaps the money in his hand, saying "Body, I guess I," and then comes out complaining. I don't think he gave me the right change. Oh god! And like and Leo looks at him like, "Really, bitch?" <laughs> well, yeah, you never had that much sense to start with. Exactly. Like, like he made like the worst going pun. To We're and through, like he made a horrible pun and threw shade at Donatello at the same time. Exactly. Like, bro, why? You never had much sense. Shut up. I would do machines. <laughs> oh, yes. He definitely does machines. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> oh. So, oh, man. So at this point, all... uh, Shredder and the bad guys are at a warehouse. They're basically at Baxter Stocksman's lab, and Shredder pulls out one of Baxter's last inventions, and it's this spider-like robot Ooh. thing. With like arms with car- and hands. With cartoon gloves on the first two hands. Yeah, and the middle like looks like a go-kart. So he wraps up uh, Rocksteady with it. He tests it. Yeah, hold that position. <laughs> okay. And it was a good test. <laughs> they they actually did something right. So yeah. Shredder decides to name this machine after them. He, he calls said, it oh, the Knucklehead. Nice. I'll call it the Knucklehead. <laughs> Dude, as a kid... I was like, ha-ha. <laughs> so at this point, uh, Shredder gets a communication from uh, Baxter Stockman. He's found the turtles. He's like, well, where are they? Um, um, well, I, I, I don't know, but there's a pizza parlor on the corner. And Sh- Shredder, in all his hilarity, oh, great, that really narrows it down. <laughs> in Yo. New York. Bruh, he's got the mask on, but you're just like, you can just see his face sink behind his mask. Exactly. Like, Thanks, dipstick. Yeah, there's a nice pizza parlor. <laughs> really? Yes. Really? But yes, uh, so we see the turtles, they're coming out, they're trying to get the plant back to their base, and well, they get cut off by a van. It's the Shredder! <laughs> the funny part is, this van had a block of cheese as the logo. <laughs> and guess who jumps out? The Shredder. Don't you know that pedestrians have the right of way? Pedestrians, yes, but turtles! And as he sends out the knucklehead, Shredder is animated very oddly. Like, it straight up looks like he don't have pants on. You saw that, right? Yes, he was, was animated like, no pants. 
and there was another one actually earlier where they sliced the pizza and Michelangelo's eating and he has Donatello's voice. He's like, you said a mouthful. I'm right. like, wait a second. No, like, but kid, like I the- knew it, but I'm like, you know what? Whatever. I love right. this. Well, no, it's supposed to be Donatello because if you follow the animation when Leo slices the pizza, it lands in Donatello's hands. Yeah, but they animated it as like Mikey's mask. I'm like, right. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, but as far as uh, animation mistakes, we're still batting a thousand here compared to a standard episode of Transformers. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Dude, it's so and- fun to just see that stuff again. And we're still bad and even better average if you go to the uh, Rhino DVD uh, restoration of the series from the early 2000s on their DVD oh, collection. Man. Somehow that actually, yeah, no, that actually made made it worse. There were more errors after the cleanup. Oh, Jesus. But yeah, no, that, that'll that be a, a fun discussion for another episode of Transformers. <laughs> Fantastic. Oh, man. We're, um. So yeah, um, well, the idiots are idiots in this point in... They go yeah. to start shooting the turtles, but um, yeah, they actually kind of shoot the uh, the knucklehead. <laughs> that was funny. <laughs> you like, bubbly idiot. <laughs> yeah, no. Oh my Shredder God. is like the a thousand from the Shredder. Dude, Shredder is a thousand percent done with everything at this point. He is. He's just like he takes what he can get, but he hates everything. Dude, he really does, man. Like it, everything is just a constant disappointment for him. It's like, hey, it's your birthday, and literally, like, someone pops the balloon like right in front of your face. <laughs> ah, my earlobes! You like, bumbling idiot! Oh, it's your birthday. Here's a cupcake. Nope, it, just throw it on the ground. I and stomp am diabetic. It. You bumbling idiot! <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, so they, so the turtles get, decide that they're gonna make a run for the blimp, but Baxter shoots the blimp. Yes, exactly. I'm like, he straight up shoots a hole in it, man. Which was good on his part, but. But yes, uh, as, and as he shoots the blimp, obviously we're in peril. And just like any good 80s cartoon, time to fade to black to take another commercial break. And exactly. folks, we'll take our own commercial break here too, and we'll be back in just a moment. Hey, Joey, I got some stuff you just gotta try. What is it? Pot. You know, marijuana. Oh, well, I don't know. What? Chicken? Joey's in a jam. What should he do? Uh, cake. Get a pizza. Excellent. Get a pizza. Get real. Get you got it. Let's see if Joey's that smart. Uh, I'm not chicken. You're a turkey. He's right. Drug dealers are dorks. Don't even talk to him. Cowabunga! And we are back. And as we came back from the commercial break, uh, Baxter Stockman had just shot the blimp, the turtle blimp, and now our heroes are headed towards the ground. But they're in yep. the part that detaches from the blimp. They Which can independently fly. So did, did that make any sense to you at all? Yeah, it does, like, the whole time. Why do you need the blimp? Are you preserving energy for that piece? Um, Right? It's like, I mean, did were you really falling at such a terminal velocity that you couldn't 
that you had to crash land the part that could independently fly from the blimp? Also, do you need the giant giving away your position blimp uh-huh. other than that little jet piece that you have going on there? Okay, so the whole bumpy landing they took and... Okay, that that didn't make sense to you either. Yeah, I was like, um, I feel like you guys could have done better than that. Oh, so but you didn't you didn't test it out yet, right? So also in my notes here, what doesn't make sense to me is they say that you know the battle they're about to have at that point they're in some kind of landmark and they don't want to mess it up. What landmark were they at? Hmm. That's Never mentioned it. Me. Yeah, they, they said that, but it's escaping me because I saw nothing. Exactly. I'm like, <laughs> so. what? Okay, so the, you caught that one too. Yeah. So, yeah. So, eventually, somebody drops the plant. Right? Did the that was, uh, I wouldn't say it was either, I think it was Leo. He was holding the plant, he dropped it on the way down. Oh, that's right. Because at this point, they f- from the thing, and then they go back up, <sighs> and then they catch the ropes on the blimp. Yeah. So Leo goes and kicks the, uh, I guess whatever releases the air, so they can make an uh-huh. escape. And then they drop the plant, and they parachute to safety. And then Shredder's pretty much pissed at everyone. And then here comes Baxter. He called the play. He's like, whoa, look what I have. <laughs> oh, the only thing that will save April O'Neil. Oh, I forgot. She's going to die. <laughs> right? Yeah. I mean, we have, yeah, we kind of forgot about <laughs> that uh, plot point for a few minutes here. Um, but yeah. <laughs> and things are pretty bleak. So Splinter's got to give a good old motivational speech. Which he does. They're kind of rallied back into it. Yeah, and just like, so oh, at that point, they got a bunch of beaches. right? So they're like, "All right, we got to <laughs> find Shredder." Well, the Shredder decides to call them. He literally hacks into their communication frequency, and gets on their communicator, their little shell yeah. communicator. He's like, "Ha ha ha! Yes, come down here. <laughs> come down to the Shredder trap." Practical villain, like basically villainy. <laughs> like, this is an obvious. Well, hello. Trap. I'm inviting you to a party. Like, well, um, does it have pizza? <laughs> <laughs> Classic and, Mikey. Yeah, right. Uh, they know they're walking into a trap. They're like, yep. oh, I mean, Shredder's going to be using like lasers and flamethrowers and. Which I want to mention, like Baxter set this trap up. Mm-hmm. And it would basically jolt them some whatever into the future, giving the Shredder and Krang time enough to complete whatever they were trying to do. No, it wasn't like a like a time travel thing. What the trap was and that they were set up is and the it was the device that they're originally working on at the beginning of the episode. It's basically phase shifting. That's, so they, that's what it was. Phase shifting, not time. Phase. Yes. They would phase was, them out of that yeah. out of that reality so that they would never interact with them. And before we get to the junkyard, oh man, when the Shredder calls in and after he hangs up, Mikey goes, oh, that dirty rat. Oh, oh. sorry, Master Splitter. 
It's like, dude, he backpedals so hard. Fuck you, my son. But yes, we get the uh, showdown at the junkyard. And this is a pretty good, you know, sequence. There's plenty of action, plenty of good old oh, yeah. 80s cartoon violence. And here comes Baxter again with his trigger happiness. Yeah, and there is actually... Baxter does not care. He will shoot the crap out of you. Right? And at this point, they are definitely being corralled towards um, where the device was, where the phase shifter was set up. Because that was the plan to is to get the turtles into the area where the two pylons are set up, so that they will yep. go in there. And lo and behold, as just as before everything is about to just come crashing down, and the turtles are almost done, we get the turtle van. Guess who comes through? Ghost riding the whip, Master Splinter. He is just <laughs> straight up crashing through, shooting stuff. And in all this mayhem, Baxter Stockman actually goes between the pylons. That he set up. Yep. So at this point, Baxter is obviously phased out of existence. Or at least for now, I'm sure. I don't know the specifics of it, but I'm sure we'll eventually find that episode where he comes back. And the bad guys retreat. And this is a very interesting thing at the end because... Uh, they do make the comment that Splinter comes through and he's able to do the things that he does, even though he's not someone who believes in violence. No. Plus, he's a New Yorker, so he doesn't drive. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't have a license. <laughs> but he's like, you know what? You make do. But yeah, he's like, you'd be surprised th- at the things you can do when you're forced to do them. Right. And kind of the interesting point here is it's like okay splinter doesn't believe in violence which is fine you know he can be a pacifist but if the turtles need his help on a plan or he knows that defending himself or you know taking an aggressive action is going to save lives or it's going to help people he's more than willing to do it oh yeah plus i kind of think he went into dad mode because at that point Right. They were going to phase out of existence, so he came through with the blasters. And they probably had him sitting in reserve, because they knew this was an obvious trap. Yeah, it was like, we might need you. Okay, my sons. <laughs> right. You know? So, and one of the things that I want to point out here is that this pa- Splinter's pacifism is very different than another type of pacifism exhibited in another 80s cartoon. Uh, season two of G.I. Joe introduces the medic character Lifeline, who is a pacifist. He's in the army. Oh. He will not pick up a gun. He will not shoot. He will not touch a weapon. He will not do a violent act. Like, even to his own detriment. Like, there are times where he could have done, like, violence in a proper situation to save himself or his help his teammates but he wouldn't do it. Oh, man. Like, to the, like, literally to the detriment of himself and his team. And I'm like, you're supposed to be like this elite army guy. Like, I get your desire to be a medic and help people, but sometimes medic got to fight back. Well, I was going to say, at that point, it's just neglect. (laughs) Come on, man. And I really liked how that... It's going to watch people die? Right? Like, 
And I real and I love Splinter. Splinter is definitely a great character overall, and he understands that yes, his nor- his main existence is peaceful, but he knows yeah, but his greatest enemy is out there and there are times where he's exactly. going to have to defend himself. And if his hand is forced and if he has to protect the ones he loves, then right. Splinter's going to do it. No, and that's a great... you know. And you can have... And you can be a pacifist and you can abhor violence in the wrong situations. You know, that was just exactly. something that kind of, as I watched the episode and they made that comment, I'm like, man, that, dif- that just differs so much from Lifeline who absolutely detrimented his team. And it's funny because Master Splinter, what is he always doing when the turtles come in? He's always meditating. He's always at peace. He's always the voice of reason. Mm -hmm. But here he comes barreling through a junkyard in the turtle van, firing off lasers. Yep. He doesn't even know how to drive. Exactly. But he's like, okay, dude, I got to help. I got to do something. No, my sons are in trouble. You know, basically. And he didn't kill anyone, but he staved them off enough to where they could escape and do what they needed to do. Mm -hmm. And they were all like in shock. They're like, holy crap, Master Splinter. Right. No, and they're definitely appreciative of it. And that's definitely one of those things where it's like, and every time I watch those season two episodes of G.I. Joe where Lifeline's involved, they're like, Lifeline, please just pick up a gun. Help us. And Lifeline's basically like, um, <laughs> what's the cleaning lady from Family Guy? Um, Consuela. Consuela. No, me no fight. But no. we're dying. No, no. No, no. No, you just have to die. No, no. No gun here. You need no more lemon pledge. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so. We go back to the turtle sewer and uh, Master Splinter's, um, you know, crushing up the leaves. He's making the antidote, um, which surprisingly, that antidote kind of looks like Mountain Dew. It's a very green Mountain Dew looking beverage. Got that yellow five going on and cleared her right up. But not for nothing. Like, I love how resourceful Master Splinter is. Like, Mm -hmm. he's always the pacifist, but at the same time. When he's needed, he does his thing. Dude, he really does. I mean, he's always and prepared. I love him for that. You know, he definitely takes on the role of a sensei. He's learned. He has. He learns so that he can provide experience and wisdom and knowledge for his sons. Yeah, exactly. So instead of just letting them, you know, take the brunt of everything, when he's needed, he does what he needs to do. But you know, he's training them as basically. The next generation of basically what he does, right? And of course, especially to... Leonardo. Oh yeah, and then of course to end the episode, you can't have a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle episode without Mikey's flavor of the episode. And oh my goodness, I swear he got high before this before this concoction, bruh. The the pizza, anchovy smothered in gazai leaves. The gazai leaves. Who but Michelangelo to experiment in some leaves, wink, wink, <laughs> on a pizza? Uh-huh. Oh, man, I bet he was... Just make bu- the brownies, Mike. Just make the brownies. I bet Mikey was uh, watching some Bob Ross there uh, with them uh, happy <laughs> little trees. Some happy little trees and anchovies. We're going to 
just brush up with some gazai leaves and um, mm-hmm. add an extra anchovy because everyone needs a friend. Right. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> and that's definitely something we'll have to note every time we do a Turtles episode. What flavor pizza did, did what weird combination of things did Mikey just like it, he's got to be high. He's got to be high the you entire time. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna to do something here. We're going to call it the Cowabunga Concoction. The Cowabunga Concoction, yes. <laughs> Every time we make some weird crap, this is going to be the Michelangelo Cowabunga Concoction. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cowabunga, <laughs> right in the, Cowabunga right to the toilet. Pretty much. Totally oh. worth it, dude. Dude, but overall, man, answer the fly, man. I actually thought this was a pretty good episode. I definitely enjoyed it. The funny part is that's one of the most iconic episodes that I remember as a kid. Because mm-hmm. when they introduced Baxter Stockman, there's like so many different episodes where he, not to spoil anything, but is reintroduced. And it it just gets a little nutty from there. Right. I forgot there's actually several episodes where he appears before he becomes the fly. Like he, yeah. one of his early appearances, he Shredder's hiring him because he built the Mousers. Oh, I'm actually glad you said that. As soon as you said earlier episodes, I thought Mousers. Yeah, so he was the, actually an inventor of the Mousers that invaded the Turtles, you know, the Turtles' main base. Because if I remember correctly, I don't, and I don't remember if it's mentioned in the cartoon because I really haven't seen this in a while. Um, but I be- if I remember correctly, Baxter Stockman was employed by TCRI, which is the company mm, that ended up right. creating the mutagen that ended up creating the Turtles and Splinter and Bebop and Rocksteady. And if I remember, exactly. Baxter Stockman, he was a TCRI scientist. Yeah, you're right. He was. Mm-hmm. So he was the main cause of all of that. And... So, obviously an asset to Shredder. Like, oh. Yeah, but he's kind of stupid. He wasn't a... Yeah, he overlooks a lot of things. Very scatterbrained. Yes. Who, man. It it definitely is that whole series goes on, because Ninja Turtles had this weird time frame where it started in, like, in 86, I want to say. 86, 87-ish. And went yeah. all the way to 1996. It had like 10 seasons. Oh, it went on for a while. <laughs> for quite a while. It was like, I was just looking for clips and kind of stuff to... And all of a sudden I realized there's a clip of Toka and Razor in the cartoon. Like, Ninja Wait, Turtles 2 I ca- forgot came about out that. in like 92. So like, the live action movies were happening... And then they were introducing all the characters from them into the cartoon because it was still going on. Oh, yeah. And dude, the amount of characters that were in that cartoon, like, there were dude. a ton. And there's just, like, You remember so many... Pizza Face? No. And you just, there's like, Pizza all Face, these... Mondo Gecko. There's, like, all these, like, ridiculous characters that were in this series. And then you get this, like, crazy anime crossover with... Um, you, uh, Usagi Yojimbo. The yes, rabbit. Usagi Yojimbo, the rabbit uh, samurai. Yes. Oh, it, man, I need to buy those comics. 
Oh, dude, we're definitely going to take a look at these episodes in the future as we rotate these series in and out. But dude, oh, there's so many good things to look forward to in Ninja Turtles, man. And honestly, I don't think I'd seen a full episode of the series probably since I was a kid. Oh, man, there's like a lot of stuff I do remember. And that's why I brought the whole Mondo Gecko thing. It's like he was a an unintentional friend of Michelangelo's. Like oh, yeah. when when they were being mutated, the the gecko was down there too. I guess somebody picked up the gecko and like Mikey was having night terrors about the gecko getting kidnapped or something. But it was like it Dude, uh, like, like I remember it from like a from childhood. And it's one of those weird things. Like all of the a lot of the mutations in that series were by accident. Yeah, exactly. Like, the like turtles were basically an accident. Yeah, does like sort of, yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, yes. Uh, Rat father and his accidental turtle children. Exactly. Oh man, but dude, this has been another fun episode, man. I am definitely looking forward to keep taking this journey, and oh, and yeah. I think it's going to be coming about to the end of the episode here. And uh, want to thank y'all for listening, and um, and of course, you know. Please subscribe to us on your podcast method of choice here. Go to geekworldorder.com because Totally Radical Cartoon Podcast is a production of Geek World Order. Um, find us on social media, facebook.com slash geekworldorder, Twitter and Instagram, both at geekworldorder. Uh, Phil, do you have anything you want to plug? I say keep sticking around. We come bearing gifts. There are going to be some treats and... If you're as nostalgic as I am right now about this whole podcast, because this is this is fantastic, it's bringing so much back for me. Please stay tuned. If you love it now, it's just going to get better. If you don't believe me, I'll smack you. I, I'm just kidding. No, I won't smack you. Just just stay tuned, please. I promise. <laughs> All right, and before my uh, friend here gets me in any more legal trouble, uh, good night, folks. <laughs> <laughs>